greatest story ever told. This afternoon, we present One Who Did Not Return, a drama inspired by an incident set forth in the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke a teaching from the greatest life ever lived. It is evening in Galilee. The sun of coppery red seems now to rest on a mountaintop, and the valley below is lit with a strange rosy glow of another passing day. Through the valley and along an empty road, two figures walk, stirring the dust as they go. As the men come closer to us, we can see that they are dressed in tatters, not in fine clothes. And their bearing is not proud, but the hunched walk of beggars who are afraid. Now, we can hear a strange sound. Yes, a bell. A sound of warning demanded of all lepers that they will not come too close to those who are clean and of healthy flesh. Yet there would seem to be no reason for this. For these men have not the look of lepers upon their faces. But now, as they draw near, we can hear one of them say, Absalom. Yes, Nathaniel. Do you think this is a place to camp for the night? I was not even thinking about that. But this bell, Absalom, why do you still carry this bell? Shouldn't we still carry it? There's no need any longer. Look at me, at my face, at my hands. Who would ever think that when that same sun rose this morning, we were lepers? Now we are whole and clean again. No more warning bell for us. We are healthy and clean. We need not fear anyone. We need not live in a cave in the hills or fear to enter a city or a town. Not any longer. So, throw that bell away. Nathaniel. Perhaps it's because I don't quite believe what I've seen that I still clutch this bell. I'm... I'm afraid to throw it away. Afraid? Of what? You don't believe. Didn't we see it? Didn't we? Yes, we saw it. The ten of us standing far off and calling out to him. Nine of us. Ten, there were ten. One was a Samaritan. I don't count him. Whether you count him or not, there were ten of us. And we called out a warning to the master that we were unclean, yet he was not afraid, and he came close to us, and... Nathaniel, was it you who called out, Master, have mercy on us? No, not I. I thought you said that. I heard it, but I didn't say it. It must have been that Samaritan. Yes, yes, it was. No matter who it was, Jesus came close to us and healed us, even healed the Samaritan. Yes, Nathaniel. And now you don't believe it. It's not that I don't believe it. It's more a feeling that it can all change. That we can be lepers again. I'm, I'm afraid, Nathaniel. I'm afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Tonight we sleep in an inn like all other people. Oh, no. A fire under the dark sky, not an inn. Why not? Well, suppose we went to an inn. Suppose in the morning when we woke, the signs of our sickness were evident once again. They'd stone us to death for having come into a town. No, this night we camp outside of town. We make a fire and sleep beside it. There's no need please, to... Please, Nathaniel, please. I'm afraid. All right. 
But if you feel this way now, how will you return to your house and your family two days from now? Will you be afraid of them, too? I, I don't know. Only this night we build our fire and sleep out in the open. Please. All right, Absalom. If you want it that way, we sleep here tonight. <laughs> in the darkness. Nathaniel, I'm sorry I woke you. Oh. What is it, Absalom? Have you heard strange sounds? Animals? The thieves? I couldn't sleep. I had to draw close to the fire. It's dangerous sleeping so close to a fire. I wasn't sleeping. I had to look once more at my hands to see if they were clean and whole. Well? They are. They are. Absalom... Absalom, is that reason to cry? I can't help it. Now that I believe what I see, I can't help it. I know. I know how you feel. Two days from now, each of us shall be in his own home again. I shall see my wife and daughter. And you, your wife, and your two children. For us, it shall be as if we return from the dead. That day long ago when I left, I said to Myra... Think of me as dead from now on. And yet, in two days from now, I shall be returning. Alive. Well again. I wonder what Miriam will say when she sees me. And Saul and Deborah. No. No, Deborah will not even know me. She was only four when I left them. She must be nine now. Or even ten. How could she remember? Will you stay awake all night and try to puzzle that out? In two days, you shall know whether she recognizes you or not. And even if she doesn't, she'll know you from now on. So, go to sleep. We have a long, tiring journey tomorrow. You're right, Nathaniel. Only, I've been thinking of something else, too. That Samaritan. You know, we were very cruel to him. He's a Samaritan. It's of no account. He may be a Samaritan, but yet, Nathaniel, he did something none of us did. When we were healed, he went to the master, fell at his feet... Praised God. So? We didn't do that. True. Well, Nathaniel, was it right to take God's blessings at the hands of the master and then not even thank him? Was it right? Tell me honestly, Nathaniel. Well, perhaps. Perhaps we did do wrong. Yet the Samaritan did the right thing and we've looked down upon him. We thought ourselves better than he and yet we were far worse. Guilty of ingratitude and hatred. Nathaniel, we must right this wrong in some way. There, there must be. Wait, I know. As soon as we have seen our wives and families, we shall go back and find the master and thank him as we should have in the first place. In this way, we will make amends for what we failed to do. Agreed? Absalom, haven't we spent enough of our lives in wandering? We owe our families something, don't we? We can't set off on another long journey as soon as we return home. It isn't fair to them. Well, Nathaniel, I tell you this, I shall do something. I will never rest till I've knelt at the master's feet and thanked him for healing me. Believe me, I shall never rest.
How can you tell if you won't even open the door? Who is it? Your voice is familiar, and yet I... Wait. No. No, it can't be. Miriam. <gasps> yes, yes, Miriam, my darling, it's me. I'm back. I'm home again. Don't be afraid. Look at me. Look at my face, my hands. <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> Miriam, I know. I know how you must feel. It's been so long. Now, now, my dear. Oh, Aunt Paloma. I never expected, and I, I'm crying. There's no way to breathe. Cry, my dear. Cry it all out. You have a right to cry after so long. Go on. Yes, go on. And later I will tell you everything that happened. And also, a vow I have made. Yes, Saul, you're big. Bigger than I thought you'd be, and strong, too. Thank you, Father. And you, you look so well. The last time we I saw... We shall never talk about the last time, Saul. Oh, I'm sorry, Mother. Oh, come now. No sharp words. Not now. Just look at Deborah as she stands there and stares at me. Well, my dear, I'm your father. Yes, your father. And I'm back to stay. Are you glad to see me? Yes, sir, I am. But it's like a dream. Mother used to tell us that you'd gone away for all time. Deborah, please. But you did. Well, I know, but there was a reason, then. Who couldn't know? You needn't be ashamed, Miriam. What else could you have told them? But you have no apologies to make. You've done well with them. Saul's so big and strong, and Deborah's so nice-looking, so pretty. And, and this house, not what we had once, but clean and fresh and well-kept. Must have been difficult for you, my dear. I helped. And I, too. Of course. You're good children. Your father's very proud of both of you. But from now on, things will be different. Your father shall take up his old trade again. We shall live better than this, and you shall have all the things you missed when I was gone. I shall not waste a single moment this very day. I shall go into the marketplace and renew my acquaintanceships again. Yes, how surprised they'll be when they see me. Absalom, you're, you're going to take up your old trade again. Now, at Why last... not? I'm healthy, strong, as well as I've ever been. Why not now? But you told me last night... About finding the master. About thanking him. I shall do that in due time. But I have a duty to my family, don't I? Yes, only I thought... Have no fears, Miriam. I've always been a good man. A man who recognizes obligations and carries them out. Don't worry, I shall find the master soon. But in the meantime, I must make up to all of you for the sacrifices you've made while I was away. If you want to do it that way, Absalom. Please, Miriam. Don't cast any shadows over my homecoming. We must be gay and happy. There's been so much sorrow till now. You're right, my dear. Now I must get on with preparing our first big meal in a long, long time. Come, children. You must help me, both of you. can't imagine what a stir there was in the marketplace and the offers of help from everyone. Every one of the merchants seemed to want to lend me money to help me set up my shop again. They, they couldn't do enough for me. Oh, I'm so happy. 
I can tell you now, I was afraid that starting again would be difficult. Oh, quite the contrary. You look upon me as a very special person. Why, why even old Ezra, you, you know what a skeptical old man he is. He looked at me and he wouldn't believe it at first. And, and then he, he embraced me and, and uttered a little prayer very softly. Miriam, you know, there were tears in the old man's eyes. Oh, he must have been greatly affected by it all. Oh, he was, he was. He said he was glad to have lived long enough to see it. And even he offered to help me if I needed help, but I had the very pleasant opportunity of being able to refuse. Well, at least he offered. That's the important part. Well, now that you know you'll have no difficulty starting again, Absalom, wouldn't this be a good time to set out and find the master and thank him? Set out now? When, when things are going so well? Absalom, this morning you said you were worried about us, about helping us. Well, now that you know you won't have any trouble, you can go and find him with a free mind and no concern. I don't know about that. Why not? Well, this might be just the first flush of enthusiasm. I must, I must take advantage of it. I must use this time to establish myself. Once I'm established and things are on a firm basis, then I shall be able to leave and find him. If you think that's the best way. I can see you don't. Please, Absalom, never think that I'm reproaching you. Perhaps I want to go because of the way I feel. In one instant, in the instant when I opened the door to find you standing there, whole and healthy again, my entire life was suddenly changed. From a life of constant worrying about you and fearing that you may have died and I would never even know about it. From all that fear and darkness and worry, suddenly the whole world seemed bright and cheerful again. Perhaps I want to go to him and give thanks, too. Maybe that's why I feel so strongly about it. Of course. And you shall go. You mean you'll take me with you? I insist that you come. Oh, thank you, Absalom. You're still as kind and considerate as you were in the old times. And it won't take long to prepare. We can be on our way in one day. In one day? Miriam, I didn't promise anything but that you'd go with me when I go. Of course, that may not be for several weeks yet. Certainly not, not until after the Passover. Oh, I see. After all, we must take care of first things first. Remember that, Miriam. Yes, Absalom. First things first. Yes, I heard. It woke me from the deep sleep. We'd better go to her at once. Oh, Deborah. Deborah, my darling, what is it? What's wrong? What is it, Deborah? Oh, Father. Father. Yes, that's right. Hold tightly to your father and you'll feel better. Strange thing is this, Absalom. I don't know. She's not ill, but frightened by something. I can feel it trembling against me. We must find out what it is. But Deborah. There's no need to worry any longer. Everything will be all right. Your mother and father are both here. There's nothing to be afraid of. But you won't always be here. Of course I will. You weren't. Not in the dream. Oh, it was a dream? Yes. And in the dream you went away again. And you were never coming back. Never. But I did come back. I'm here now, am I not? The poor child. I don't think she quite believes you're back. Not even after these weeks. 
Deborah, listen to me. Father, may I touch your face? Why, of course. Go on. Touch. Now that you've touched my cheek. I, I just wanted to make sure. What do you mean? I've heard people talk. I've heard them say things about... about lepers. I just wanted to make sure that you're all right now. Not the way you were in the dream. And... am I? Your face is all right. It is. Of course it is. Now. He made it this way. The master? Yes, my dear. And surely he must be the most wonderful one in the whole world. Isn't he, father? Oh, yes, Deborah, he is. And you shall see for yourself. You shall see the one who brought your father back to you. Absolutely. Yes, Miriam. This has decided me. I shall go to find him. We shall all go. Saul and Deborah, you and I. We shall all thank him. We start tomorrow morning at dawn. <laughs> Thus far, no one has been able to tell us of the Master's whereabouts. We've only traveled half a day. We've met so few people. Don't worry. Someone will know soon. That one man we met, I wonder if he was right. Could the Master have gone to Jerusalem? We shall find out soon enough from others. We must be patient. After all... Absalom, look. Hmm? A traveler coming towards us on the road. And from the south. Yes. Yes, he may have word of the Master's whereabouts. For if the master did set out for Jerusalem, we may have passed this man on the road. We'll find out. My friend, peace be with you. And peace be to you likewise, friend. Tell me, could you spare me some water? I have traveled long and my water skin is empty. Of course, friend. There's enough for you to drink your fill. Thank you for your kindness. Here, friend. Drink from this skin of water and then perhaps... We... Well, what is it? Why do you stare at me that way? I know you. Don't, don't you know me? Well, now that I take a good look, yes. Wait, I know. You were one of the ten. That day. And you were the one we turned from because you are a Samaritan. Yes, I am the Samaritan. I wonder, Noriah, did you ever forgive us for how we treated you? For though we looked down upon you, you were the one who acted best toward the Master. You were the only one who stopped to worship the Master and to thank God for healing us. It's strange that I should meet you this way. Strange? Where should travelers meet but on the road? Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant it strange because on this very day I've set out with my family to right a wrong I did. We go seeking the Master to thank him as I did not do on that day. You have set out to find him. Is it so difficult to believe? Because I did wrong one time, does that mean that I'm a man without conscience? Now I will find him. Don't go on that way. What is it? Why do you speak so? In heaven's name, man, didn't you hear? Hasn't the word reached Galilee yet? Word? What word? What is it, Mariah? Absalom. You will never see him again. 
What? He is not among us any longer. Not as you saw him. What are you talking about? I must find him. I must thank him. It is too late. Too late? Too, too late? What happened? Where? When? In Jerusalem. During the feast of the Passover. Only a few days ago. How? On a cross. Oh, no. I was there. I saw it. Miriam. Miriam, what have I done? Why did I delay so long? Now I will never see him. Never. There is no way to thank him. Oh, Absalom. Poor man. To carry such a burden on your conscience forever. I wanted to. You know I wanted to. But it seemed so easy and so harmless to put it off to a more convenient time. Now there will... There will never be time again. If only there was something I could do. But it's too late. Bitter words. Too late. again with this thing on my conscience. The children, are they asleep? Yes. They must sleep from exhaustion. They're not used to sleeping out under the sky at night on hard ground instead of their own soft, warm beds. But I have slept this way many, many times. All us lepers huddled together. Then he freed me from such a life of suffering. Yet I did not even have the decency to thank him, and now I never can. So many of us do that. Put off our obligations to God in favor of what we think are necessary things for us to do. And so the important things go undone. Who owed him more than I? And yet, who treated him worse? I can never forgive myself, Miriam, never. This thing is like a heavy weight pressing against my heart. And it'll be so for the rest of my life. And the worst part is there's nothing I can do. I'm, I'm helpless and hopeless, too. Absalom, perhaps there is something. You heard what the Samaritan said. What happened? Absalom, we set out to find him. Well, if not him, then at least let us find the last place we knew him to be. You mean we shall journey all the way to Jerusalem? Why not? Of course, Miriam. We shall go. I will stand on the very spot... And there I shall ask forgiveness. It is little enough to do now. And perhaps it will help. No, I can never be a man with a clean conscience again. Nevertheless, we start for Jerusalem in the morning. Absalom, shall we kneel? Yes, all of us. Come, children. We shall kneel and pray here. Deborah, Saul, 
Father, look. That man, he comes toward us. Yes, Absalom, I, I think he wishes to speak to us. And yet I don't know him, do you? No. Though there is something about him that seems familiar. I think I may have seen him before, but I cannot say for sure. I'll be quiet, all of you. I shall talk to him. Sir? Yes, friend? You seem to have been coming toward us as though you would talk to us. True. Why? For you don't know us, do you? You have come here to this spot. Surely you were about to pray. Would you stop us? No. But I would like to know who you are and why you've come here. Once there were ten forlorn and hopeless lepers who crouched by the side of a road and cried out pitifully to him, asking for his help. And he helped them. Healed them all. I know. I saw it. You... You, you were there that day? I saw nine men go off healed, with no words of praise to God, while one did draw close and kneel and give thanks. And that one was a Samaritan. Yes, I was there. Well, I was one of the other nine. Oh. One who did not return. So I've come here to offer my thanks, but too late. Then you know. I know. And I know how evil I've been in putting off this holy duty so long that it is now too late. I will never be able to live at peace with myself again. You know, I felt that way myself once. You? Yes. For I denied him three times to save myself. Yet he knew and he forgave me. Who are you? Peter is my name. Oh, yes. I've heard of you. One of his dearest apostles. So you were forgiven. Well, not I. I thought it was easy to say ten to the necessities now and find time for God later. But suddenly it was too late. I shall never forgive myself. Nor will he forgive me now. But what if he did? After the way I acted, why should he? Because he knows our frailties, our human faults. You think he, he would? Forgive me, you think there's a chance? Depends on you. He never sought anything but that men should follow in his father's way. That would be thanks enough, repentance enough. Do you believe that? I do. I know now what I must do for the rest of my life, and I shall do it. Perhaps you can learn what you must do. From these very words I heard him speak on that last evening when all his disciples gathered round him. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Through learning his commandments and keeping them, I shall be able to find him again and thank him. Yes, my friend. And teach me. Teach us all that we may know his way of love and brotherhood and follow it. Yes, from this time forth, I shall never again put off my duty to God. 
I have learned now that suddenly it can be too late for any man. story ever told from the greatest life ever lived.